HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, this is Michael Harlan Turkel, and you're listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'd like to thank my sponsor today, Acme Smoked Fish, located in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Acme has been a mainstay in New York's culinary landscape for over 55 years. Using an old-world recipes, Acme produces the finest smoked salmon, whitefish, sable that discerning palates demand for. More information can be found on Acme and Blue Hill Bay or Ruby Bay products on www.acmesmokedfish.com. I am very excited to have uh, two wonderful ladies of Food and Wine, Jessica Rahm, the style editor, uh, editor and Frederica Juan, um, the director of photography. Did I say that right? Did I do a decent job with that? That was decent. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it was decent. Not, not great, but decent. It was so, very good. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was my first attempt. I'll keep on practicing that. But we're here today to talk about the process of a photo shoot. Um, of styling the photo shoot, of looking at the location, seeing what props. Because I, I, I don't think, even though we've had food photographers and stylists on past shows separate, I don't think we've talked about what's encompassed a whole page in a magazine. And I'm very excited to talk to you, too, about that. Um, Jessica Rahm, you used to work for El Decor um, mm-hmm. as a style editor? Yeah. Excellent. And that encompassed props and, you know, from hair to makeup, all that stuff that gets put pretty on a page yeah i was doing there i was sort of covering more interiors and um sort of news what was happening in the restaurant and uh hotel design scene shopping and things like that excellent and frederica as director of photography um tell us all the things it's almost easier as a process of elimination tell us all the things that you don't do (laughs) but tell us all the things that you do do you shoot do you edit do you hire the photographers um, as of very recently, I do all of the above. I mean, the, the, the shooting myself, I used to be a photographer 15 years ago. You still are a photographer. I, now I'm still a photographer. Once a photographer, always a photographer. Yes, yes. Um, 
but I, um, I, I do all of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the magazine. Yeah, yeah, that must be a huge business card to be able to write all that down. <laughs> well, as the director of photography of Food and Wine, you, you you assign all the photography, and um, I I oversee um, all of the visual content that's coming in t- to the brand, basically. Well, um, and um, it's very much producing the shoots beforehand, and then editing it when it comes in, and it's you know. We could go into oh yeah no we, we should we should and we can use a great prime example and selfishly I'm also a get to mention my girlfriend's story that she wrote for Squine, uh, Scribe Winery um, out in Napa correct Sonoma Sonoma yeah. okay I mean it was a fifty percent chance uh, yeah so out in Sonoma Andrew Mariani has this beautiful hacienda that he has been producing wine in and has friends over, has parties, uh, uh, you know, these very... Ragers. <laughs> ragers. Yeah, put that <laughs> right. in quotes, actual ragers. <laughs> at this rundown little space that is just epitomizes the vibe and energy that his brand and he himself, like, emits. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell me about what your day... Because how many days did you spend on that shoot? We actually... Um, it was... Um, the good thing about that shoot, and I think that what makes it um, a- any shoot successful is actually to have a little bit more time and and have the ability to have the process kind of unfold organically and that's a luxury that you don't of- you don't often yeah. have that so and often you're dropped in on location in the yeah. blind with maybe a couple scouting pictures yes exactly i mean we we don't we don't usually we usually hit the ground running most yeah. of the time even if we have more time we just want to start shooting that's kind of the modus operandi but we had i think we had 3 days in this case which was unusual and we had the one keyword that we came came out there with that was um that was sort of the we, could, we, we start talking about this shoot and we start to ask dana what she, is in her mind and what you know what the editors see this there's sort of a process beforehand to get to the root of what makes this story particularly f- for our magazine and what can we bring out from from the people that are there and what's what's the story it's not just an entertaining story it's yeah. not just food on the plate it's not just what you're eating for dinner it's something completely different it's a lifestyle yeah and you want to see that life and that right. you know uh, vivid energy and jessica when you arrive on a shoot like this too being a style editor in in my head and this can be completely wrong you are also the makeup artist the prop stylist not necessarily <laughs> not, the artist not the makeup yeah, artist. yeah 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 but you know you, you deal with hair makeup clothes props do you just have a giant duffel bag full of stuff, or do you use what's on site? Well, you know, half the time it's it's really about being over-prepared, and yeah. <laughs> that's how we try and go into these shoots, you know, making sure that if anything comes up, you know, someone shows up and it's a Christmas story and we happen to be shooting it in the middle of July, you know, and they're in a summer dress, you know, being ready to, you know, get some, get them something else to wear yeah. or make them, you know, camera ready in whatever way possible. So, so you're kind of like, like continuity in movies. You, you're trying to make sure everything will fit in the, the month and the year and, you know, in the area that it's shot in. Yeah. So, and oftentimes, you know, we go into a location and it's someone's home and, you know, they, they want to use what they have in their home, but it doesn't necessarily fit visually with kind of what we're thinking. So we bring in, you know, a lot of extra things and it's a lot of packing and shipping and, yeah. and, and hauling and, um, you know, it, it ends up being quite a production. <laughs> what things did you bring Always. to uh, Scribe Winery that you were 
completely thankful for having brought? Um, well, this was, a, a you know, again, I think what made this story successful was, you know, the strength of um, Andrew and um, his girlfriend, Fanny, but the strength of their visual sense. Um, you know, we talked extensively beforehand about brands they like to use, things they like to use on the table. Um, yeah. And what kind of brands were those? Uh, well, we we tried to stick very, like, California, because this was yeah. a very sort of California-feeling story. But, like, um, Heath Ceramics, which is a very classic yeah. California um, tableware company. Um, but we had talked Commune Design. Um, they, they make these really beautiful linens. But we had talked with Andrew about the kinds of things that he likes, the stores that he likes to pull things from. They had, um, you know, some really great stuff that they had um, got at uh, the Alameda Flea Market. You know, so it was really collaborative. Yeah, because um, I, I love how looking and reading these stories, it's, it's not just about, you know, what happened, but it's also kind of like a shopping guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that you end up coveting these things that you see on the pages too, but that they're almost natural in their setting. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you, you did also, it well. I mean, when Jessica has, um, this amazing talent to actually be able to see what's there and pull in stuff that, that meshes with what's existing, which is very, it's hard. It's very hard to, to not over prop it yeah. or under prop it or make it feel like it sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, it's all about kind of being attuned to what's going on in the space. And sometimes it has to be created from scratch mm-hmm. and sometimes it has to be a mix. And, you know, it's just a matter of really thinking it through, like what's going to make it work so it doesn't feel fake. So, yeah. it fe- so it actually is a real experience. So then in your collaborative process, are there situations where you want something shot and you don't think it fits? And how do you come to an agreement on that? I think we have a very similar vision. Mm -hmm. I think that we, I mean, I think that's what makes it so pleasurable to work together. And for, for, you know, a lot of us that, that work continuously on shoots, I mean, even with the collab, you know, the food styles and the, and the photographers that we work with, we, we, it's always collaborative and it's always what makes it, playful and fun and that shows in and how you tell a visual story yeah and it's, it's um no sorry no go but, ahead um you know with fred you know she sort of pulls back and looks at things and if something's not working you have to keep going at it and yeah. you know you know we may say i may say oh i think this all of this might work we put it down you know we're trying to shoot it it's not working and you just have to kind of you don't start again, but you need to you need to do figure it over. out the right angle yeah. to figure out that beautiful compromise. And speaking of that, you hire the photographers, and Cedric mm-hmm. Angelus did just a wondrous job on that piece. How much do you hold his hand? He's amazing, <laughs> and I love to hold Cedric's hand at any chance I get. <laughs> but um, I um, I think that it's. I'm pretty hands on. <laughs> she cracks the whip. Yeah. She's not afraid to say. Is it say. proverbial? Is it I'm, real whip? I'm very I'm very uh I just I think that with with the I think it's a collaboration there too, but I think I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't think I would suggest something that wouldn't be in the photographer's mind. I think it's just like part of my job and Stevens when he's on the shoot. Steven Scoble. Scoble is the creative director. um, Is to really, I mean, apart from finding the images and making sure that we don't do something that's we've done a million times before because that's what we know. It's also to keep the timing of the shoot, which is huge. I mean, you're sort of an ambassador for the magazine. You're... 
you're taking care of the crew i mean which in this case was amazing i mean the crew and and the subjects sometimes you go into situations with subjects and crew and uh, that's a lot of conflict yeah and you have to actually be a moderator <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you have to move it forward like you have to move the shoot forward so that you make sure that you get the shoot it done i mean i've been to situations where you end up in the first day sun goes down and you realize we don't have the opening shot yeah. we're gonna have to redo everything and, and it was and with, you're within that timeline oh yeah. yeah well it was just we have to get up at 5 a.m we have to recreate it it was cowboys and involved i mean there's <laughs> i mean i was like you know pulling yeah. cinder blocks around myself i mean it's just there's a lot may that i goes ask into what issue. shoot that was <laughs> that was a long time ago yeah. it was actually with adam perry lang yeah. it was up in colorado and it was a great shoot but it was just a, a lot of um things on you know and things happen on shoots that is well, you have to be able to handle so what are a couple situations that have befalled the both of you that you've come up with you know last minute answers or solutions to I mean, have there been... Situa- Should we really talk about that here? <laughs> <laughs> well, Do you don't you even really have to talk about the, the specific, <laughs> you know, shoot. But, I mean, what are things that people should look out for when producing a shoot? Like the timeline, the, mm-hmm. the fact that you only have one sun- sunrise and one sunset and how to be ready for those things. What are other visual elements that, you know, someone producing their first shoot should look out for? I mean, you have to consider the... Exactly, you have to consider light because the photography is all about light. So it's yeah. all about where's the light... When is a good time? When is enough time? You know, what what do people need to get to be ready? It's all about. I mean, you're responsible for a crew of seven in most cases, plus the people that are involved. And I think everybody has to have accurate information. You have to think it through so that you actually go through it in your mind if you haven't done it before. But then the next time when you do it for real, you yeah, you'll know by. I mean, you learn by mistakes too. Like that's just an. I mean, you can't do that many mistakes on on the job so. yeah well i think it's funny you know coming from a food background and obviously you writing about food and photographing food that i don't know if people realize the amount of preparation that goes into producing a shoot or styling a shoot or actually getting all the right subjects in the right place at the right time it, it, it is doing your prep work and having your mise en place you know in, in in its place and just being able to capture that mise en scene afterwards so yeah. i mean wholly commended to be able to pull that I, off i think like in everything in, in like like it is in, in everything when you, the more organized you are the more time you have to play and i'm all about yeah <laughs> i'm all about wanting to have time yeah. to play because i mean that's sort of what makes things um fun i mean it's it's uh if you're just going through the motions what's the point I yeah mean, like know. in that scribe shoot you know you were talking about michael was saying he loved the shot of them walking down the the you know the the lane with the palm trees and their plant the yeah, bands playing you know bass that guitar in hand yeah. you know that was you know because we were organized and Cedric got the food shots and and then we had time to capture and really you know document what was happening yeah mm-hmm. exactly. and I, I saw That's the, the shots of brain. Yeah. yeah yeah and I saw the shots of muscle diving and you know all these what <laughs> seemed like extraneous but <laughs> if I were on the shoot I'd be like okay we're done. I want to go muscle diving. Was it was that the pleasure of being able to finish everything prior or was that planned? It was totally planned. Yeah. I mean, I I don't yeah, there wasn't enough wetsuits otherwise I would have gone <laughs> into. But um yeah, I mean that's that that was it was planned but it was also allotting a little extra time for sure. I mean, that was it was a luxury to have that time. Excellent. Um we're going to take our little break now and then come back and talk about the pleasures of other shoes that 
Frederica and Jessica have styled and shot. And actually, Frederica's story that she just recently shot for the magazine that should be coming out soon. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler (laughs) alert. You're listening to Michael Harlan Turkel, and this is the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, and we're returning to the food scene on Heritage Radio Network. Today, I have Jessica Rahm, the style editor of Food and Wine Magazine, and Frederica, S-T-J-A-R-N-E. That's your last name. Say Quan. it for us. Quan. Quan. Uh, beautiful Swedish last name, but didn't want to butcher it yet again. <laughs> um, the director of photography for Food and Wine Magazine. And we were talking about producing uh, photo shoots, but I want to talk about photographing for the magazine and Frederica saying that she was a photographer but you know once you are you you're always a photographer recently just did a shoot for the magazine are you allowed to reveal anything about that sure yeah let's hear it <laughs> um what do you want to know I, w- I want to know where it was subjects uh, okay so we we um um I think I, t- I took the plunge to sort of shoot a story for the magazine which I had I had done um, started doing some food for the website about a year ago and sort of brushing up on digital skills which I I, I used to <laughs> I did fine art photography yeah, which yeah. is not d- digital at that time oh I was a gum by chrome bait guy and right, cyanotype right, right. alternative <laughs> processes yeah, 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 yeah exactly I know all those too but that was it was a while ago so yeah. <laughs> so the Subject of this story was a um, um, Lee Megar of Megar. I hope I'm not saying that right. Megar Hatworks in Charleston, North South Carolina, and I think when I saw the pictures of her and her collection of hats and her whole her studio, I got incredibly inspired, and yeah. I thought if I'm ever gonna do this, I should do it now because it was so incredibly inspiring to look at her her work and um, her personality and the beauty of that shoot i have to say is because it was very very collaborative and i knew that i wanted to do it with jessica and a food stylist that we work with a lot allison attenborough oh yeah i love allison who has such an amazing eye and and it was really i think it was more pleasurable than i actually would have remember would have even imagined i mean i I was obviously a little nervous yeah. about <laughs> some things technically. Yeah. I mean, I think I knew that I, I knew what I wanted visually. That wasn't really, you know. But you never know. You know, it, could, it, it was pouring rain the first day where we were going to have our big table. And you just n- don't know what, you know, things like weather can throw in a bit of a curveball at you. So, But we, we, we did that 
together very much you know we you know Alice and Jessica would set up the next shot and I would shoot it and it would be yeah. playing and it was just I think it came out pretty yeah. good so Jessica was it interesting to see uh, Frederica behind the lens because it obviously changes her scope of vision and how did that change your role with this shoot uh well you know she I think what again what made that shoot very successful was we had talked about um you know the location and and Lee's work extensively, and we had sort of storyboarded a bit with our creative director beforehand. That was definitely very helpful. Yeah. Um, you know what what we wanted to capture, and again, you know, a lot of this happens on location. But if you can prepare in a way and really take time to think about it, because the day of the shoot moves so fast and, you know, it's raining and you need to move the table inside. That's like the most frightening thing for me, the whole weather bearing, you know, when it becomes beautiful out and people want you to shoot that you always have to be, you know, checking that meteorologist and making sure. You have to have a plan B. Yeah. yeah. Plan B always. And plan C, plan D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, although Fred was sort of, you know, she was behind the camera this time, she had we had shots you know sort of and and portraits and 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 setups sort of in mind that we really wanted to capture and i think that really helped to make the shoot go yeah very yeah. well i'm assuming you didn't have to bring any extra hats for this one <laughs> yeah. we we uh, we were we, we were joking about it. i realized i realized when we, we we got up super early and sort of arrived and then we started shooting right away and after the end of that first day uh, i had planned you know, as the director for myself, I had said, okay, so it's like five shots or something. And by the end of the day, I realized I've done 17 on yeah. that first day, which yeah. is insane. So I thought, you know, okay, when I'm just, at least I'm whipping, I'm cracking the whip on myself yeah. just as much, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it must be hard to both curb your own enthusiasm as well as, you know, not be frightened that you didn't get enough. Um, so, I mean, trying to find that balance. I mean, you have a great, you have a really good sense of what, it's you know what works for the magazine yeah. so that helps and then you you just know the extra stuff that you want to make sure that you get time to yeah. do well speaking of the magazine uh sections like news and notes where to go next trends uh the new one that i'm loving the gastronaut files mm-hmm. uh well-being you know and even the last bite on the last page how do all those sections different from how you approach you know directing the photography and the style for them it's a little. Um, it's harder sometimes because there's real. There's less real estate in terms of the how you know the the food needs to just be sort of main focus on on those stories. Um, so in that sense, sometimes you don't have the same ability to tell a story. Because, but um, I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah, to add. I, mean, I mean, you know, with some of the columns where it's. It's very service oriented. You sort of have to step back and, and, and make it very sort of utilitarian yeah. and, and think about, you know, what the reader really wants out of each of these columns. Yeah. And, you know, sort of sort of pairing it back as much as possible, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. I mean, it's mm-hmm. interesting that you say utilitarian yeah. because I think it is very much so show the product, show the process, show the plate. So it is the step by step. Uh, effort of how to get what you want and make what you want we always try to i mean i go we you know we all go in phases where we really want to challenge it though so it's not like it's nothing really ever gets just sort of monotonized in Mm -hmm. a sense it might look that way sometimes it might look so similar that nobody understands you know knows the 
the sort of process that's going, the thinking process that goes into it, or, yeah. or the the um, frustrations or the sort of you know desire oh, you to want to change. If it. you got frustrations, you can vent. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying a frustration. Just in terms of like, if if the sh- if if something comes back and you're like, you know what? We need to push this. We need to make sure that this looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I mean, there's constantly that kind of thinking uh, from my point of view. That uh, that's I feel like that's part of my job to never settle for something. Yeah mediocre or okay or you know it's just i have to always think about what can make it look better or more interesting or or you you know just more more serve whatever something that's gonna be an experience for the reader yeah Yeah. i mean this is constant well like the word we use a lot you know in the office is sort of like hero shot or heroic yeah you you don't you don't want it to be so simple that it's just uninspired like you want to bring that energy and inspiration to you know even if it seems like you know and you know this from shooting yourself you know the most simple shot it's it's how to how to make it inspire yeah and And it's very challenging i mean it's like no no it's the hardest shot to get and i think people laugh at me when i'm photographing and i say things like be more statuesque or be more stoic Mm -hmm. but it is though when you see a statue it's a canonized image of an embodiment of everything that they've done and you have to capture that with one shot i mean not not to knock people that build statues but i feel like they have a lot more time (laughs) to make those than photographers have to capture you know that image sometimes absolutely what i also i mean what i what i love about the whole i mean the the food and the 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 experience around food and what i mean that's what sort of what our magazine is about it's the experience around it what you know collects people together it 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 enriches decision making for you know what that day is going to be like maybe you're you're, okay my day is going to start with having a pot cooking yeah it's all those ancillary things that goes into the actual dish that's what i always want to capture yeah i mean that's not that it's always successful but (laughs) it's obviously easier to do on a well story yeah and um speaking of inspiration tell us about a couple shoots foods most specifically recipes that you've come away with or communities or people that you've kept in contact with which have really been resonant in your careers uh well from fred's i'm sure there's many many we just touched on two i you know that we've done recently that were incredibly inspiring yeah Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think I i mean you know whenever we do get to spend any extensive amount of time with the subjects you really you you bond you know yeah. you, you because you know and especially when they understand the process you know you're they're working with us to create this really exciting you yeah. know um moment and and in you bond you know you bond especially when you're you know traveling to a far yeah. location and or, you were just recently with tim love in texas yeah, yeah. um and that you know again weather the first day it was pouring rain it was uh end of october in we were in fort worth and it was pouring rain so day one was sort of a wash and then you know day two we woke up really really early and miraculously it was sunny and beautiful and looked like july yeah (laughs) which was you know which was perfect and you know they couldn't have been you know they were so hospitable and welcoming and and you know that's what makes it fun um we also uh we did a shoot out in in venice beach in california um with a uh nightclub uh 
owner um we oh, did yeah. it at the artist studio sid moses sid moses and we yeah. shot at his father's studio ed moses is a pretty was, famous yeah. artist really fantastic That's, and you know we had no idea what we were walking into but you know he opened up his studio and you know and here we are and we're shooting a food and cocktail story yeah. and we're surrounded by you know all of his amazing works of art and you know that's inspiring yeah that was that yeah was it's, actually probably, great. it's probably hard not to be all struck but what food um what recipes have you come away with from shoots that you just make every day that are like instilled in your repertoire now i mean the funny thing is like i'm now i'm a little focused on yeah. what i just did but i do like the 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 uh butter bean recipe in yes. in the uh or baby lima bean whatever within the buttermilk dressing yeah. that I just that just started this coming out in september issue i've done it i did it before the shoot i do it as um I do it very often yeah. now. I mean, it's, of course, it changes, but um, that's one thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, I would say also, especially when we're at a farm or we're somewhere where the, the ingredients are so inspiring, and then we see the recipes come to life in a way that they can't when we we do test them in the office. You know, the test kitchen tests the recipes. Um, you know, sometimes it's not particularly in season or, you know, they're testing them to the best of their ability in the office and then you get to the location and and the ingredients they have there it's the real deal yeah so you know the food certainly sings in a way that is is amazing so i think a good lesson here is actually travel to the well stories the to the features <laughs> the uh, you know experience it in its place and in, in its time and mm-hmm. i mean as much as i'm sure you want your readers to do the recipes at home there's something that is you know paramount when you're, you know, traveling to meet the chef or be at the restaurant or be on the farm. So, yeah, get out there and enjoy these things. Um, speaking of food, uh, Frederica, <laughs> your Swedish background, does, does that, or even design aesthetic, does that ever come into play in shoots? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, definitely. You know, my, uh, you know, my work ethics, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it's... um. You know, Swedes are very, and food-wise, they're very, um, it's all about smoked fish. It's all about um, it's, it's simple kinda, ingredients. Kind of convenient food. that we're actually exactly. sponsored by Acme Smoked Fish today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I think I think that's very influential in many ways. I mean, it's also, there's a way of, the, the Swedish design sense that's very simplistic and, and pared down. I think that is part of my sort of natural eye yeah mm-hmm. have you done any recent swedish stories scandinavian stories it's been a while actually yeah. that we've you know we've done a story a few years ago with marcus samuelson yeah um but that was isn't wasn't in sweden yeah um so it's about time you yeah. did a story in in copenhagen right we did uh yes yeah, something where we mentioned noma yeah okay. i mean that what there was a restaurant roundup i think yeah so uh, when you did the marcel wonders Oh, that was Amsterdam. Sorry, Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, yeah, Marcelo Anders. That just, was just over the sea, yeah. you know. Just <laughs> well, a close simple enough. John. Yeah, close enough. Are there any future shoots, um, locations that you guys are very excited about? You know, visiting, shooting, enjoying, styling. We have to kind of uh, get the, you know. It's like you you finish a huge slew of shoots, and then now it's about we're about to start planning the next couple months. New cycle. Yeah. Yeah. New cycle. So I I know that there's a few things. There's something. Um, there's a few stories for next year. I probably shouldn't be saying them, <laughs> what they are. Yeah. But um, we're looking into that. But it's not you know organized. Yeah. Yet. So I mean, you yeah. do like a three month section of planning shooting. 
and then move on to your next three month section we do, after that's all um, done. We always work on three issues at a time. I mean, it's like the the one we're planning, the one we're shooting, and the one we're closing. Yeah, basically, and uh, <clears throat> and then we we do shoots for the next for next year. Yeah, so future shoots. Wonderful. And Jessica, before we wrap up, I just really want to get a covet list from you because I mean, you you mentioned <laughs> heat design. Yeah. What of this stuff do you really really want? Yeah. Do you own? And do you think all people should have? Uh, of Heath in particular? No, or? just across the board. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the great part about my job is, you know, the shopping and, and seeing what's out there. And then the other thing is when we go on location, visiting the shops and seeing what, you know, what's new. And yeah, I definitely covet, you know, I, I covet and then I, I probably shop too much for myself. Yeah. But, um, you know, Royal Copenhagen, you know, a lot of the Scandinavian lines is, you know, that's why I love working with her yeah. because she really <laughs> understands that, you know, the, the, the Scandinavian, the simplicity of, of a lot of those pieces, the white, the, you know, the blonde wood with food, you know, the, the simpler, the better. And, you know, even dark colors with food are, yeah. are, are really incredible. You know, the, the, the Calvin Klein range is amazing because they have, you know, um, range of very sort of smoky grays and, and blue and, and, and it's just inspiring and looks amazing with food. So if you want to use that at home, it, your, your food is going I do. to really I sing. do want to use that at home. <laughs> and you can go to foodandwine.com or check out Food & Wine magazine for a whole bunch of recipes uh, and other things to covet. I just wanted to thank Jessica and Frederica so much for being on. Thank and, you. Thanks you know, for having yeah, us. Yeah, we're going to go have some pizza and salad right now <laughs> because I, I'm absolutely starving. But you've been listening to The Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Michael Harlan Turkel. I want to thank our sponsor, Acme Smoke Fish again. Our producer, Jack Inslee, engineer, Nat Wiener. Um, Hope you tune in next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Ciao.